Fusion News. Welcome to your regular Fusion News update, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fusion Industry Association. My name is Sid Cowley, I'm a PhD student studying at the University of York and working at the Cullum Centre for Fusion Energy. Today is Friday the 29th of October and I'm here to give you your weekly Fusion News Roundup. Stories today include 1. Nuclear fusion edges towards the mainstream 2. The commercial drive for laser fusion power 3. Fusion energy in Scotland can bind the union together and as always, I have a few bonuses for you as well. 1. Nuclear fusion edges towards the mainstream. This first story is a great article in the New York Times about the status of fusion as an industry and what's driving the recent increase in financial backing for fusion. Written by Stanley Reed, the article discusses the funding of several private fusion companies, including Tokamak Energy, TAE Technologies, and Commonwealth Fusion Systems. Now, all three of these companies have featured on our channel before and have seen incredible financial growth over the past few years. Tokamak Energy, for example, has raised over 200 million US dollars and has seen its team size grow by a factor of 10 since its inception. Similarly, California-based TAE Technologies has raised a staggering 900 million US dollars to date. Now, the article also highlights why private fusion is taking off, citing recent concerns over the climate crisis as a key reason. David Harding, a key backer of Tokamak Energy, has said with regards to fusion investing that the whole impetus of global warming makes it seem even more of a no-brainer. The article also argues that this growth in private fusion is leading to an increasingly established and well-recognized fusion industry. According to Andrew Holland, CEO of the Fusion Industry Association, there are now worldwide more than 35 private companies trying to achieve fusion and have collectively raised more than $1.9 billion to date. Despite this, the article also highlights that there are key funding challenges ahead for fusion, and in particular, the need to go from having millions of dollars from investments to commitments of 50 or 100 million at a time. Two, the commercial drive for laser fusion power. So this next story comes from Physics Today and discusses laser fusion and the next generation of technology that could make it a viable source of energy. Now, for those of you who have been watching our regular updates, you know that laser fusion is making fantastic strides through research facilities such as the National Ignition Facility in the US. However, many of these facilities use lasers designed decades ago, which means we would see a vast leap in progress if we were to build a new laser fusion facility today. One of the most important ways laser technology has improved is through electrical efficiency. This is because in order to get a laser to work, you need to shine light from a different source onto the laser medium. This is a process known as pumping. Now, previous iterations of lasers were pumped using very inefficient flash lamps. Modern day solid state lasers, however, can be pumped by highly efficient diodes, which could raise the efficiency of these laser systems from about 0.5% to more than 20%. Another significant way in which laser technology has improved is through the peak intensity of lasers. Due to a Nobel Prize winning discovery of chirped pulse amplification in 2018, lasers can now reach the petawatt scale of intensity. For context, a petawatt laser system can generate between 10,000 times and 100,000 times the intensity seen in the NIF lasers. 
In addition to diving into laser technology, the article also highlights the crucial bodies that are working towards making laser fusion a reality. Of course, this includes public research facilities such as the National Ignition Facility, the Omega Laser in New York, and the Laser Megajoule in France. However, a growing number of private fusion companies are joining that list, including Focused Energy, Marvel Fusion, and HB11, with Marvel and HB11 aiming to fuse proton and boron rather than the traditional approach of deuterium and tritium. Now finally, although this story comes from Physics Today, there's also a very similar article in New Atlas on the progression of laser technologies, and in particular in the development of an argon fluoride laser in the US. I recommend you check it out. Three, fusion energy in Scotland can bind the union together. Now this final story from the Times discusses the UK Atomic Energy Authority, or UKAEA's, announcement of a short list of potential locations for STEP. For those of you who have been watching our channel before, you may remember that STEP, or the Spherical Tokamak for Energy Production, is a UK government project aiming to put fusion energy on the grid by the 2040s using a tokamak. Now, the site for the plant has been under review for some time, but uh, just in the past few weeks, the UK AEA announced a shortlist of just five locations. These locations are in North Ayrshire in Scotland, Yorkshire, Cumbria, Nottinghamshire, and Gloucestershire. Now, this particular story covers the potential Scottish location, especially with regards to Scottish independence. If the Scottish site is chosen, the author argues that this could boost ties between the rest of the UK and Scotland and bolster the Union as a whole. However, the author argues that this might cut both ways. If the Scottish site is chosen and Scotland decides to leave the UK, this would present a significant logistical and financial burden for the rest of the UK. We'll have to see how these financial and political considerations play into the UK AEA's decision-making process, since it remains to be seen whether the world's most ambitious publicly funded fusion project will be planted on Scottish soil. Now finally, as our bonus story today, we have a couple of reports on fusion. The first comes from the Institution of Mechanical Engineers and ASIS STEM, and is entitled Fusion Energy, a Global Effort, a UK Opportunity. The report acts as a summary on the progress towards commercial fusion and the opportunity that that presents, both for private investors and policymakers. The launch webinar of the report features our very own Melanie Windridge, and you can check it out on YouTube in the links in the description. The second report is by the UK Atomic Energy Authority and the Fusion Industry Association, and just came out yesterday. It is a survey and directory of fusion companies that over time will track the growing fusion industry. Finally, there's an article in Gizmodo that discusses ITER and Commonwealth Fusion Systems. Right, well that's all for Fusion News this week. I hope you enjoyed, and if you did, don't forget to subscribe to our channel or check out our Fusion News podcast as well. You have been listening to Fusion News, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association. <laughs>